are listening to Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. Now, for several years, I've been hearing great things about the Detroit City Football Club. Sean Mann, the CEO and co-owner, is here. And Sean, I have to make a confession. Even though I have heard great things about the Detroit City Football Club, I have not been to a game. So I wanted to have you on today to talk a little bit about what this is, talk about soccer in the D, and convince our listeners and me to come to a game. So welcome to the yeah, show. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me, Ann. Uh, well, so we'll have to fix that. Uh, we'll have to get you <laughs> to a game soon. Uh, you know, we are, um, uh, our marketing arm is really our fans. I'm having a positive experience. Uh, we did a fan survey a, year, a couple of years ago, and uh, 83% of our fans said that they, after their game, they had actively recruited a friend or family member to come to another game. And so it's uh, those zealots who have been out there uh, you know, championing DCFC is how we've kind of grown. It's one of the more you know, exciting uh, grassroots, you know, positive stories in American soccer and I'd say American sports. Well, one of your biggest champions works right here with me directly every day, Ron Smirigan. He is the director of promotions here at WJR, and he does a wonderful job promoting the Detroit City Football Club, Sean. He says it's an absolute blast to come to a game. So can you describe an experience? So we uh, play in Keyworth Stadium in Hamtramck. Uh and if you've never been to Keyworth, uh, you know, um, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it's kind of a hidden gem here in the city. It was uh, the first WPA project completed in Michigan in 1936. And uh, we'd already been playing for four years at Cast Tech uh, downtown when we outgrew that. And so in 2016, uh, we did a, a raise uh, with uh, community investors or fans, put enough money to save Keyworth, and we've been – just working on it ever since. Uh, so this is our eighth, eighth season there. And um, it's 7,200 people, um, and we pack it, especially in the summertime. And, uh, you know, it's we we don't have flamethrowers, and we don't have super loud speakers or anything like that. It, it's really the fans who create this, uh, you know, amazing atmosphere that's really unique and really special and, uh, and really has created a home field advantage for, you know, our players. So 7,000-plus so, people come to this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, uh, just had, uh, yeah, over 7,000 people uh, at our game just the other night. Um, and so, yeah, we have near-capacity crowds uh, more often than not. And your players are professional. They're the real deal, right? Yeah, so we have a men's team, women's team, and the men's team is uh, fully professional, players union, everything like that. We are we're playing the USL Championship, so that's the level just below Major League Soccer. Uh, so most of the guys on our squad uh, have MLS experience uh, from the past. Uh, and so, um, yeah, uh, this is their full-time profession. Uh, and you have guys who play for their national teams uh, from around the world. And you have guys who are local college stars. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, exciting product out on the field and uh, even more exciting the atmosphere surrounding it. So talk a little bit about your move up to the USL Championship. How did that work? So I started a team with a group of buddies back in 2012, 
uh, at Cash Tech, and uh, we each shipped in 2000 bucks, uh, <laughs> which was <laughs> enough to buy a set of goals and some training tops and get the team going. And, uh, you know, we, we tapped into, uh, you know, created a club, I think, that really resonated with local soccer supporters, uh, and that was always with our mind towards that uh, from day one. And uh, so that created a really exciting atmosphere. And we outgrew Cast Tech, we moved to Keyworth, but you were still an amateur summer team to that point. Um, 2019, 2020, we moved up to the professional level of the third division, uh, given how much support we had. But then COVID happened, and uh, that league wasn't uh, as stable as we would have hoped. And so um, in 21, we at this point, we're still getting 7,000 people a game. Um, and uh, you know, we really kind of outgrew where our league was at that time, and so we took the opportunity to move up to the USL Championship, um, the Cibola MLS. And, um, yeah, it's been, um, you know, uh, a remarkable journey uh, that I don't think, you know, when we started back in 2012 and, you know, wife was mowing the field, my parents were collecting mm-hmm. tickets, you know, we would have ever imagined we would have had this kind of trajectory uh, to where we are today. You guys are true entrepreneurs doing everything yourselves. I mean, uh, we are still dealing with plumbing issues on match day and uh, parking issues, and uh, we're still uh, very much all hands-on. Here we are, you know, 12 years later. So is your background in soccer? Did you play soccer as a kid, Sean Mann? Uh, Myself, no. I I played recreationally and not very well. Um, I... Um, had a good fortune of living overseas for a few years, and I became a real fan of the game, uh, the culture around it, uh, and the kind of supporters' communities around clubs. And so that was really my uh, entry point into the sport. And when I came back to Detroit, um, I lived in Southwest, and uh, I was trying to think of a way to get neighbors to meet each other and hang out, build up relationships that involve dealing with the vacant property or anything like that, uh, you know. Uh, more fun ways. And so in 2010, I created a neighborhood-based adult co-ed soccer league um, that within a couple of years had over a thousand Detroiters playing in it and over 30 neighborhoods participating in it. And in uh, that, you know, became so popular that a group of us who were playing in that league were like, well, you know, Detroit really needs a team. We don't yes. have a team, certainly not in the city. And uh, that's why we got the, you know, inspired by our friends who owned bars and restaurants, the entrepreneurial bug, to you know, chip a few bucks to get this going. And, you know, here we are a decade plus later. It's awesome. You know, the other thing that's really awesome about what you do is you're getting children involved in soccer. Talk about your youth system. Yeah, I mean, um, as we've gotten older, you know, we have kids of our own. And we also see, uh, you know, uh, kids here in the city, uh, you know, who haven't had access prior one had access to the sport. And so um, we have a youth system um, across Metro Detroit that's close to 3,000 kids playing travel soccer. Uh, but then on top of that, we do clinics around the whole metro area all summer uh, in partnership with the Chevy dealers. And then even on top of that, we have um, you know, player appearances. We, we did player appearances at all the Detroit city of Detroit rec centers at their summer camps uh, this summer. Uh, just trying to grow the game um, from the very beginning. And, and then a few, well, five years ago now, we took over um, the old city sports uh, hockey rings. Uh, folks are familiar with that across from K High School, just mm. east downtown. And uh, so we've turned that those hockey rings into our indoor facility where the professional team trains. But then also uh, we do soccer tots. We do, you know, from two years old on, we have programming for kids. 
uh, just kind of growing them up with the sport and, you know, developing a, an affinity and connection to the club from, you know, their earliest memory. Such a great idea. It seems to me that soccer is getting really big. I mean, I know it's always been huge in Europe, but it seems like it's getting really big here in the United States. Can you talk about that? I mean, you know, I think the joke is soccer is the next big sport in America for 40 plus <laughs> years now, right? Um, but, funny. you know, I think the numbers are bearing that out, right? Uh, there's no denying that American football is king and is probably even growing more dominant, you know, by the day. It's all consuming. But, um, no, I think what you're seeing, especially younger populations, uh, especially in a day and age like where with social media and the streaming, like, we're so connected with the rest of the world that, you know, uh, people, you know, people are tuning in and they are picking teams in Europe or in Latin America that they follow and they can easily follow them now, and they're developing, you know, a connection to these players. And so, um, yeah, certainly, you know, the teams, twenty, thirty somethings who are following sports are more and more so following uh, international soccer because uh, it's, it's captivating, right? You, yes. you see these stadiums full of folks and uh, just the, the engagement and the excitement is something that we're not necessarily used to here except for, you know, um, in college sports to some degree. And uh, you know, I think that's something that we've created a key worth in Hamtramck is a very memorable, exciting um, experience. You know what it seems like? It seems like playing soccer and watching soccer is a lot of fun. Like everybody's having a good time. I, I mean, I hope so. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I, I still play uh, with a group of buddies. We're all in our 40s, and uh, none of us are that great anymore or ever were. But, uh, you know, it's still a game that's very accessible, right? And right. I think that goes back to why, why the community organizing project, you know, we went with soccer because, you know, um, it's so accessible to be able to walk and just kick a ball and, um, and yeah, and it's approachable. Uh, the same way, like, you know, I think it's super complex on the rule side or anything like that. True, think, right. Um, you know, it, it's not hard, especially in the full stadium where you have the supporters chanting and drumming and really getting into it. That, like, the excitement of soccer and that, like, you know, one bad move or one great move can change a whole uh, game, right? And it's so tense. There's really no let-up. There's no break. Every, every touch of ball matters. And... Um, is easy, I think, my brain is captivated by that uh, in real life. I think you're absolutely right. Sean Mann, CEO and co-owner of the Detroit City Football Club. Thank you so much for the time today. It was really nice to talk to you. Great. Appreciate it. Coming up next on Opportunity Detroit, for 77 years, the Hudson Weber Foundation in the city of Detroit has made a significant impact on the lives of Detroiters. We'll find out more about it in just a few minutes.